Hello, welcome to episode 21 of Daily-ish. I'm your host, Chris Hens. This is my Daily-ish podcast. Thoughts from my brain. Thoughts of what's going on. It's Tuesday, June 3rd. 16 degrees. Uh, summer is somewhere. It's closing in. I can feel it almost, maybe. But again, this is not a weather podcast. First of all, uh, this episode is brought to you by two sponsors, actually. First up, Campaign Monitor, longtime friend of the show. If I can say that after 21 episodes, Campaign Monitor's newest feature, geolocation segments, allows you to send even more personalized email to your subscribers. And with their new iOS app, you can get called Monitor your account right from your phone. So go to campaignmonitor.com and get started today. And our second sponsor is Beyond the Desktop. It's a single track conference that looks to blend the conceptual and practical. Their upcoming event is July 28th to 30th in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. I've been. No, I haven't been there. Sorry, I've been in Tennessee. I haven't been in Nashville. Great place. Go visit it. For more information and to reserve your ticket, go to bdconf.com. So thanks to Beyond the Desktop and Campaign Monitor for supporting this episode of Dailyish. First of all, I want to thank uh, all of you out there who uh, sent me comments and notes of uh, well wishes and thoughts on the passing, on the death of my grandpa last last week, and the funeral was last last Friday, and uh, yeah, just had a a great time with family and and friends and celebrating the life of my grandpa. He was 94, almost 95 uh, when he passed away. And uh, yeah, it was just a great time of celebrating his life and uh, seeing the impact he's had on his family and and community and a farming background and uh, just a, a great role model for myself and, and hopefully for my kids as well in the future. Um. I just want to transition to chatting a bit about something that happened just this week. Um, yesterday, actually, it was uh, Apple's developer conference, their keynote event. Developers conference is still going on, but the keynote speech talk happened yesterday. How about that? I think the team has done some remarkable work. You know, we started with the most fundamental controls, focused always on clarity as well as utility. We refined the toolbars and the window materials and the window constructions. And if you look at the window... Okay, so if you've, uh, if you've never heard or watched a Apple event, a keynote event or anything like that before... It's always kind of interesting if you're at all nerdy, interested in Apple-related stuff, as I am. Um, I've been watching them over the years, um, both when I... I used to work as a, a computer store uh, Apple guy or whatever, and it was more for my job. Now it's more for just personal interest as a user, as well as people who always ask me about what's going on. So um, they previewed uh, the new version of OS ten. They're calling it... Yosemite, uh, Yosemite, that doesn't sound right. Anyways, go with it. Um, basically like a new design look, which is great. Um, uh, but lots of interesting little utility sort of features that they'll, they'll, uh, you won't really experience or understand until you're using it, I think. And, uh, things like continuity they're calling, which is the ability to continue working, playing on the app that you're using on your phone, let's say, and then take it to your Mac and back and forth. So you'll have the, say you're writing an email on your phone and you think, oh no, I need to just you know, type or get some access, get some information from my desktop that's uh, maybe some photos or a document or something. And you can just send it to your Mac and keep writing at your Mac and 
pick up where you left off. So no more saving into a draft folder and hoping it kind of transfers over IMAP, all that kind of stuff. Neat things there. Um, the uh, spotlight, the search utility that's probably fairly underused by a lot of users, I would think, is getting revamped. And instead of being in the top right-hand corner, it's going to be right front and center on your screen. Um, and, yeah, just more usable, better um, search results, quicker, hopefully. We'll see. Real-world useful. determine right now it's all just press talk and, and uh, stuff like that. So iCloud Drive is their Dropbox, Dropbox-like storage. 5 gigs is going to be free. 20 gigs cost a buck, basically 99 cents a month. 200 gigs cost 3.99 a month. Um, I don't fully get yet how that's going to integrate well into people's lives. Uh, Apple, I just don't trust Apple to do a great job of it because they kind of like to keep things simple, but in doing that, they kind of limit its potential. So if it's you know more or less like a Dropbox actual interface that you can go and grab files if you want to, and then it's easily accessible on your phone or iPad, great. But if it's kind of like iCloud is now, just a few more bells and whistles, it's kind of still going to be kind of limited and frustrating for a lot of folks. Um, Safari sees improvements as usual. Things, something else they can do that uh, it's is uh, phone calls from your Mac or from your on your Mac by using your phone. So your phone is in your pocket or your bag or whatever, and you can just have click on a web page phone number, let's say, and just use your Mac to phone. Um, so as far as you're concerned, you don't. It's not using your phone, but it actually is using your iPhone to, to make the call. But you can just use your Macs, you know, headphones, speakers, mics, whatever, to talk and and use it as a speaker phone or whatever, or headphones and things like that. Um, so that's and that's uh, yeah coming out in the fall and will be free upgrade, a free upgrade for users of Mavericks, the current version of OS, and I assume backwards as well. Um, Apparently all Macs, what I've read anyways, all Macs that run can run Mavericks right now, which just goes back to the two, 2007 iMac, which is the one I currently use to record with, um, will be supported by Yosemite. Yosemite, that's just something just, I should have checked <laughs> my pronunciation. Apologies for... Um, and so that's great news, I guess, as long as it's speedy, still on a 2007 iMac. But I mean, that's a now, uh, well, yeah, in 2014, that's a seven-year-old... Um, device that's running the latest OS, which is pretty incredible, and and uh, Mavericks runs reasonably well on my 2007 iMac, so um, it's pretty incredible. Some features probably will be limited if you're an older machine, just by certain features. But, uh, but yeah, that's great news. Um, iOS 8 was previewed as well. Update for the iPhone, iPad operating system. Huge improvements to messaging um, in in the area of things like especially group conversation which this is something that just it happened too late i guess for me but you know driving out to to the funeral my family and i all of us are texting back and forth and there's sort of a group message going on about what's happening where people are going who's meeting where and when when we're supposed to be in certain places and with uh new in ios 8 you're going to allow given the ability to leave group conversations if you want you can uh put a do not disturb on a particular conversation so you don't see all the notifications from it all the time just for a period of time you can also allow you share your locations within the app so that which this would have been handy as well is then when somebody's driving around you can see where they are and when you're going when they're going to get there those kinds of things which you can currently do in find my friends but you have to configure that app as well um, improvements in typing which will be system wide not just messages but better sort of word recognition and pre and um, attempts by the OS to guess what you're going to be saying next in, in light of what kind of conversation you're having and who you're having that conversation with 
Um, you can also send inline audio or video messages. And so you can, uh, it's kind of like, you know, leaving a quick voicemail, which could be a lot quicker sometimes. These are all features that are found in other apps in various ways. And so it's, uh, there's a bit of a sense of like Apple borrowing from other developers' ideas, but I, feel, I don't know, that's kind of their prerogative. HealthKit is another feature that's added. I'm going to go overtime on this app, on this episode rather than trying to limit it just to 10 minutes. So I apologize rather than rushing through things. HealthKit is a, uh, basically a centralized app to monitor all the apps that monitor your health. So the motion tracking stuff, the uh, your heart rates monitors and diabetes kind of sensors and, and feedback and all that kind of stuff that you can, all those individual apps that you can use. HealthKit is going to be a central sort of API and developer kit that plugs into all of that, um, including working with, say, doctors in a hospital set up where you could take your own, say, blood pressure or something and then it would report back to the hospital if it's all set up and if you approve it and let the doctors know where things are at and if your heart rate is, you know, sort of like what the monitors that they already have, except you could be doing it elsewhere or at home. Uh, Siri gets a new hands-free mode, so you can say, hey Siri, just kind of like Google Glasses. What's it called? Hey Glass, High Glass. Um, integration with Shazam, so you can do song recognition. Um, and... What else? Touch ID is available for more other apps, so it won't just be Apple's store and login, but you should be able to use uh, unlock other apps with Touch ID once developers have that access to that. And then family sharing is a neat one that's going to be helpful for us, I know, in the coming years. is uh, allows you to share photos, calendars, reminders, and, and things amongst up to six families at once, which you can do right now in iCloud and, and sort of with photo stream and sort of with a reminders list, but this would be uh, assuming a better implementation of that, more set up cohesive system for doing that because I know many people don't understand how to even begin setting that kind of stuff up with iOS, uh, especially like sharing. And then in addition, it also allows you to share up to six uh, Apple ID accounts as long as they're using the same credit card to share app purchases and books and I think music as well, but I could be wrong there. Um, and one neat thing, I guess, depending on how your family arrangement works is with family sharing uh, and a child attempts, a kid attempts to purchase an app, for example, the adult will get a pop-up on their device asking them to approve that purchase. So before they can buy something, and presumably you'd have the ability to either turn it on or off. That's often how Apple works with these kind of things. But where you could, you know, for a certain kid, maybe you could uh, say, no, they're five. They don't know whether they're allowed to purchase apps or not uh, yet, or which apps they're allowed to purchase and how much they cost, etc. So it would actually, you get, a, in effect, a text message on your phone saying, do you allow Johnny to, to buy their, this app uh, or not? And uh, and if you're at work and you get the pop-up and then you don't have to worry about dealing with the, the crying when they can't, you can deal with it when you get home. <laughs> or your spouse who's at home with a kid will, will have to deal with it. Anyways, that's kind of a neat system. It's it's one that's, again, sort of in place right now where uh, I know for my wife and I, we use a shared Apple ID for all purchases. So if I purchase something, she just gets it on her iPad as well and vice versa. Um, movies and things like that all purchased under one account, but then we have our own individual iCloud accounts for messaging and, and things like that, um, which if you've never set that up is is worth doing, but it can be a little tricky. Um, but But allows you to basically, you know, all your communication type stuff is one account, iMessaging and find my friends, uh, what else, email, iCloud email if you use that. All that stuff is, is one account, but then the purchasing Apple Store ID account 
is a single account that you share amongst devices and within the home. So um, the unfortunate thing for me, it looks like I might have to finally upgrade, is my iPhone 4 will not be supported uh, on iOS 8. So four years-ish after its release, my iPhone 4, no, yeah, something like that, four years, won't be supported in addition to all that, there was a new programming language they released, updates for developers, things like that, tons of new stuff that the developers and creators of apps uh, will be allowed to use, hopefully, to be able to create better apps, easier, more allow more people to do it, um, and um, we'll see. I guess that one is unknown yet, but uh, certainly raised a lot of uh, interest and, and intrigue from the sort of Apple developer nerds that I follow. Um, So bottom line from this conference, the WWDC 2014 conference, the keynote anyways, is there's tons of stuff for developers that really can only mean good things for us as users. So um, if you read reports of this keynote being boring or, you know, there's no new flashy hardware that was released, a new iPad or a new watch or what else has been reported, all sorts, you know, a bigger iPhone, all those kinds of things, and therefore Apple is tanking. I don't. I would say that person or that news report or whatever you might. They don't really have an idea of what they're talking about when it comes to tech. There's, there's something. This is supposed to be a developers conference. In the past, Apple has released new products or talked about new hardware, but it's a worldwide developer conference. That's what WWDC stands for, and it's for the developers of apps to gather together, learn about new stuff that's coming, and how to develop for it, and how to deal with issues that they already have with their apps or software that they've made. Um, So it's not strictly, it's not really supposed to be a consumer thing that you as the regular, just an iPhone user, let's say, who likes to play Super Stickman Golf, let's say on your phone, should, should really be paying attention to. It's, it's kind of like, I mean, they do stream it live and it's fun that you can watch it live. And so if you're interested in that kind of thing, you can you can certainly do that. But it's kind of like getting an inside view of of how your car is made or something like that. And you don't really need to know that. You just want to use your car to get from point A to point B. So take it with a grain of salt. There'll be new hardware and, and stuff. All this, the software that was talked about today isn't really released to the public until the fall of 2014. So there's nothing that's going to change in your phone tomorrow or in the next few months even, like Apple's traditionally, notoriously fall, meaning the day before fall ends, whatever that happens to be this year, in uh, end of September or October, whatever the date is, is when this will be released. So um, just keep using your phone, your iPad, your Mac, and uh, if you are nerdy at all, there's there's ways to be involved with the developer program if you want to get access to betas, and then they are actually going to do a public beta of of uh, OS 10 later this this summer and allow people to test and give feedback and things like that which they've never done before they've always had a developer beta but this apparently will be a free beta to be a part of I would guess and uh, so it's just it's interesting times it's going to be a free upgrade for both iOS 8 and OS 10 will both get free updates uh, again as usual and and new devices obviously will come with it when it's released so I don't know what are your thoughts um does this kind of stuff excite you? Is it boring? You don't care. You just want to use your phone, make messages more reliable because that's what you send. Oh, the other neat thing with messaging that I forgot to mention is that they are now uh, some, through some sort of voodoo. The a text message, like you know how you get green bubbles, text messages to your friends, and blue bubbles are the people who have iMessage. That's all going to be combined, so you can see that on your Mac, uh, and it won't 
they'll do a better job of taking care of texting SMS messages versus iMessage. Um, so you don't have to sort of deal with the discrepancy between the two and, and things like that. So all very fun and cool, uh, cool stuff. And can't wait for the fall. As far as an Apple nerd goes, it's kind of like this is a preview of your Christmas, your early Christmas in the fall. So send me your thoughts. Apologies for the longer episode this week. Too much to get in this week. Um, Chris at goodstuff.fm or iChris on Twitter. And of course, you can find this episode at goodstuff.fm slash dailyish slash 21. Thank you for listening. Thank you, of course, to Campaign Monitor and Beyond the Desktop for sponsoring this episode of Dailyish and supporting good stuff. See you next time. Bye. 